Season 5, Episode 6, The Smoking Jacket. The Roselli. <laughs> the Roselli. Larry uh, thinks this is the best birthday he's ever had. Does this seem like he, the best birthday anyone's ever he, had? He has a cake and a unopened present from Jeff before he says that line. <laughs> so, and it is the three of them. And just, yeah, just the three of them. Just well, the three of them, it, not, it, not his dad. I, I guess he, he knows Andy's going to show up. But I don't he know if that makes it better. like Andy. Have they ever shown a Larry birthday on the show before? That's what I'm trying to remember. Um... Uh... Maybe, they've done, maybe they've it's, done Cheryl's birthday. Maybe it's the best birthday because nobody's there and Larry doesn't want to be around people. Ooh. He likes people he doesn't know, though, as he always says. Right. Uh, but not people he doesn't but know. But he I wouldn't just, love a birthday party with all his friends. I just have to have thought they would have mentioned Larry's birthday another time, but maybe not. Maybe. Why isn't Stu Browdy there? Yeah. <laughs> all his good friends. Not No Funkhauser. No, no Funkhauser. Funk. No Stu Browdy. So I, I like how Larry hits Jeff really hard. Really when hard. He just starts slapping him. And I love his lines. Like, he, he's a big guy. He doesn't feel it. And Jeff just goes, don't feel a thing. <laughs> and that's not how being fat works also. Like, you would still feel stuff. Apparently Jeff doesn't. <laughs> and I love how Larry got Cheryl to hit him. And Cheryl just looks so happy to get to, like, punch Jeff for once. <laughs> it's... It's a solid beginning. The birthday and then punching Jeff. Although... I just like Larry's demeanor in this whole scene. He's just so chipper. And he, he is this very is the happy. best birthday. He's actually smiling a lot. Like, it's he's genuinely happy. It's it's an odd side of him. It's odd. And then he gets a green sports coat. Right. but which is, a, which is actually a really good gift. But before then, like, another thing I thought was really strange is Jeff gives him the present. Larry is about to start opening it, and Jeff just steals it back and fights him about who gets to open the present. Jeff has some solid logic here, though, that he wrapped it. He's the one most qualified to know how to open it. No! Anyone knows how to open anything. You just rip it. I mean, no, I'm kidding. That, that's terrible logic. It's terrible logic, and no one would ever do that. Like, Jeff, like that, Jeff is, like, has polite societal manners. Like, he's a business guy. Like, he, he'll give someone a gift, and it's like open it for them you let them do it maybe he's trying to do larry a favor on his birthday i have no good explanation for I, this. but then they get in the whole fight about it that's like another thing like i don't know that just that's like a season five moment to me where like it just doesn't make sense for any reason that these characters are doing this um but but anyway then then andy shows up have we seen andy when was the last time we saw andy end of season four i, I think it was season four episode 10 opening night I think so far he's only been... Well, they introduced him in 306, uh, the special section, when Larry's mom dies. And then we haven't... Yeah, we've seen... This is the third time we've seen him. in season four. I think from here on out, he's in maybe one episode a season. I think they probably... Whatever that... What's that actor's name? Richard Kind. Right. I think he probably gets like one episode a season. Maybe not every... Because I know he's in a few more later on. He's in the Black Swan He's definitely in the Black Swan. And I have a feeling he might be you know, in a couple others. He just plays this role so well. He, he, he's very good at he's this. He's another type of goofy idiot. Goofy, dumb idiot that just plays it so much differently than Jeff, but it still works. Yeah, I mean, Je- Jeff's actually not really a goofy idiot compared to Andy at all. So Andy goes to the bathroom with the magazine. And apparently he has a conversation with Larry the whole time while they're in the bathroom. <laughs> while reading the magazine. Or not even cu- reading the magazine. They cut yeah. to that scene break and then cut back to it. 
while reading the magazine, and Larry throws it out, which comes back later in the episode. Do you think that's any bit of a reference to the episode of Seinfeld where George takes that book into the bathroom at a Brentano's and then spends the whole rest of the episode trying to sell it? Oh, definitely. It's been contaminated. Yeah. Uh, it's been flagged, actually. It's been flagged. <laughs> and then somehow a woman at a homeless shelter would be able to know that that book was flagged, <laughs> even though it was obviously flagged electronically. There wasn't, like, literally a flag on it. She knew. Uh, but but an, an, enough Seinfeld. So then we have uh, Larry visiting Lewis Lewis in the hospital. Yep. Talking to, I love the conversation that he has with the doctor about what happens to the mustache during the coma. And Larry has this idea about the coma barber who comes around and gives all the people in comas <laughs> haircuts. Exactly. This this coma barber who just works at the hospital. I do want to know what actually happens to facial hair when people are in comas. But I can't imagine there's a such thing as a coma barber. No, I think that's true. You, No way. I seriously think that's true. A coma barber? I, I don't know if barber is the word. Like, I'm not sure they're like trained and went to beauty school or something. But like, I'm pretty sure... It's actually probably just nurses, I would think. Like, I think I've heard this. They, like, trim the hair and clip a beard or something. Like, they don't want to just grow crazy. Have you, Okay. So, if that's a real thing. I, I'm think, not 100% sure, but I, I think it is. If that's a real thing, let's assume it is. Do you think there's ever been a case when someone has come out of the coma while the coma barber is cutting their facial hair? Interesting. Um, you'd have to assume yes. Because that would be amazing. If that ever happened, you come out of your coma, you expect to look crappy and you just got a haircut. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to think it would. At some Uh, point it had to have happened if the coma barber is actually a real thing. Okay. So we'll assume it is. Okay. Here's the next question. The the kid Wilson opens the, the divider and sees Larry and I guess the kid thinks he was going to pull the plug. I don't know if it's serious. But, I mean, Larry clearly wasn't doing anything. Why is Larry afraid of this kid telling? Like, why does he start, like, deciding to, to like, give in to the kid's blackmail? I don't, I don't know. Kids kids on the show have some authority sometime. Like, the kid that got Larry kicked out of the synagogue for scalping tickets. But, like, the kid's like, if you don't grant my wish, I'm going to tell. Like, why is Larry afraid of that? I, I don't understand it. I do like Wilson, though. He's a good little kid. Wilson's good. I he, I think the actor's pretty good too, actually, in this. So his wish, so his wish is he wants to see a naked woman, and I like he Larry's does. response that Larry doesn't know any naked women. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any naked women. The only one I know is my wife. <laughs> it's a good response. It, it actually is. Um, so so then, uh, what happens next? Is the next scene the double that, transgression I, theory? The double transgression theory. That's what I, that's my next note. Okay. What's the double transgression theory? The double transgression theory, as proposed by Jeff, is that if you do one thing wrong, you might as well do a second thing wrong because someone's already oh, going to be angry at oh. you. Oh, do they call that the double transgression theory and I missed the name? Twice in this episode. Someone oh, refers God. to the double transgression theory. Later I in the episode, Larry tries that. to explain it to Cheryl and she totally doesn't buy it because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. It, it's not like they're... <laughs> It's not how doing stuff wrong works. Nope. <laughs> like you don't just do one small thing wrong and then do a hundred big things wrong. Uh, but J- Jeff logic. I mean, Jeff later, will just later say whatever he episode. wants. To, Jeff will say anything to get Larry to just 
do what he wants him to do. For some reason, Larry believes this ridiculous double transgression theory. Larry trusts Jeff for some reason. I think Cheryl's pointed out before that like he shouldn't trust Jeff, and he always does, but he trusts Jeff in most situations. So that gets them to actually go to the Playboy Mansion with Andy, and they actually bring the kid. Well, Larry's going to kill two birds with one stone here. Why is Jeff... I mean, but this is like Jeff's guest passes. Like, like Jeff has to vouch for these people. He's bringing a A 14-year-old kid. It's weird. You know, they did this thing again where where they have this... They've assembled this motley crew of Andy, Wilson, Larry, and Jeff. (laughs) And they do this great establishing shot of the four of them getting out of the car. Yeah. Just like the same scene with... uh, Jeff, Larry, Andy, and Larry's dad when they were when they, when they were doing the Larry's grapes. mother. Yeah, exactly. Now notice, like none of them were dressed whatsoever for for a pool party. Were they there for a pool party, I, or were I, they just like there to go visit the Playboy Mansion? Is, is or, that and how there was an impromptu works? Party. like an open invite? Jeff kept saying it's a party at the Playboy Mansion, and it seemed like the party was a pool party. It didn't seem like that big a party. No. 20 people there, maybe. I don't know. There was no decoration. All right. Well, fine. You, so you, think, you think the invite was just come by and hang out? Is that like, how it is works? It informal gathering? I don't know if I'd call it a party. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, it ended when they got there because... <laughs> yeah. Which is also a little weird. Like, why did... Why did everyone just run away when Larry showed up? He didn't do anything. Okay. Here's the weird thing about this scene. Is that when they're walking to the, the pool, there's this, like really weird terrible hip-hop beat being played oh you're right and like, it's not being played when they get there like trying to prove to you that this is like a hip place because <laughs> everyone's just hanging out with this cool hip-hop beat going on and then everyone runs away when larry shows up yeah oh man yeah i didn't i didn't write it down but i actually know exactly what you're talking about i can like it's, hear it in my head it's weird someone someone must have like rifted up for the episode Interesting. It's so uh, out of place on Curb because they're always listening to, you know, it's all uh, orchestration. Yeah, it's, it's Curb music. Curb so, music. So maybe my favorite part of the whole episode is Larry making small talk with Hef's girlfriends in the lobby while Hef is trying on a smoking jacket. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the good lines were, he's not a dentist, but he enjoys discussing dental hygiene. <laughs> Which actually... Do you think he even does? Because in season four, episode four, the testimonial, every time the guys start discussing his plaque, remember, he gets really defensive about it. I, I think he's just making stuff up here. <laughs> I think he is too. Um, I wonder how much stuff he actually recorded and how much they cut. Th- that's probably true. He asks them if they want to go bowling, and then he says, I don't think you want to go bowling with me. <laughs> and then let's Did, pretend to know, be you know, ventriloquists. You know what's great about bowling, though? It's a thing to do at night. It's the only thing to do at night. Well, it's not the only thing. There's bowling and karaoke, right? Those are the, and movies. Were those the three things? Those are the only three things. <laughs> Cause, right, because at that time, karaoke was the only thing to do that's not bowling or movies. And he doesn't have a bowling ball because he'd feel stupid with a bowling ball. How do you throw that out? How do you, how do you throw that out? But yes, let's pretend to be ventriloquists. <laughs> and talk like this. Uh, I don't think they were amused. I think Larry does a surprisingly good ventriloquist voice. Yeah, it wasn't bad. So, so then a Hef comes back, and this whole jacket situation is, is quite confusing. Wh- whose do you think was real and whose was fake? I, I don't know. <laughs> like, Hef instantly knew that his was a fake. Then Larry swapped it. 
we have a contaminated jacket scene that happens. So is, is Heff playing him, or is he just confused? Or I don't Hef know what you're supposed to take from this. Heff doesn't need to play him. Like, if anyone in the world is going to be able to afford the legitimate jacket, it's going to be Hugh Hefner. Well, let's say there's like three of them, and they're impossibly hard to get, and he had this knockoff his whole life and all he's ever wanted was a real Roselli and then he sees this one like this is his chance you think he couldn't <laughs> manage to to get a real Roselli if there's three of them or one of them then it might be hard I don't know I don't see I mean no that's that's probably not the motivation for this but what else is I I, I don't know it's weird I, I don't I don't understand what's going on here but maybe... apparently Larry brings the real jacket or the fake jacket and swaps it, and then Nat thinks it's fake later in the episode. Exactly. Um, it gets very confusing with the jacket. So, the, so then after that, Larry goes back to the hospital to visit Lewis Lewis again. Mm-hmm. And the doctor says, I've heard the doctor says something like, oh, you're here again, or like, oh, you're here all the time. And Larry goes, well, it, it is my friend's cousin. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that's a common visiting re- relation in a hospital, like a friend's cousin. It's just the way he delivers the line. Like, I, I well, know. it is my friend's cousin. It's as if, like, it's his dad. And, and then after that, he asks, he straight up asks the doctor, how do you know if he's dead? <laughs> <laughs> so, so how do you know if he's dead? Yeah, Larry's Larry not candid at all that he wants this guy dead. Um, after that, because he's got a lot of organs just going to waste. Like, we don't, we don't want them to go to waste here. So my question is, can Larry just take a child out of the hospital well he's not supposed to he's clearly like sneaking him out there's one thing wrong about the kid sneaking out on his own but there's another thing about a grown man sneaking a child that he doesn't even know out of the hospital correct i mean that's kidnapping and then taking him to the playboy mansion yeah none of this is sound judgment none of it None, um, at all. none of it whatsoever. But he, he takes the kid home and Wilson gets his wish, thanks to Andy. Who who Andy, by the way, is having sex in Larry's bedroom, not his own not his guest room. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but I guess that's just how Andy rolls. We'll we'll let it slide. We will let it slide. Then towards the last scene of the episode is with Gary Player. A- a- exactly. Who pulls uh, the same jacket move that Hef does. Same jacket move and which is also weird because I mean, clearly, Gary Player is just the real one. It's for winning the Masters. I thought the jacket for the Masters had a patch on it. I don't know anything about golf. It probably does. Well, it happens. It's a weird episode. It's a weird episode, the smoking jacket. You got celebrities. You got a a plot that just kind of bumbles along. It's, it's, It's definitely not my favorite. It's got some decent lines. Like, the Larry small talk scene is good, but... I don't know. I don't know. That might be it. Yeah, I don't know. It's not my favorite. It's kind of... You know what I did like and we didn't talk about? Larry calls his dad Popsicola. <laughs> yes. Popsicola when he shows up. Popsicola yeah. might be the saving grace of this episode. 